Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Got a great interview coming up here today on the podcast. Mike Florio. The big boss of Pro Football Talk, if you follow the NFL or have at all in any capacity over the last, I don't know, 15 years, Florio's kind of been a big deal. Uh, really insightful stuff on the draft. Deshaun Watson, yes, we talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson. And um, just the NFL in general, Florio's great. Before we get to that, just two quick notes. One, Anthony Davis returned to the Lakers Thursday night National TV game against the Mavs, and AD looked a little rusty. Kind of looked like somebody who hadn't played in a minute. Two of ten shooting, four points, four boards. Didn't play in the second half by design. That was that was the move. 
Um, Anthony Davis was just going to suit up early, and the Lakers got squashed by the Mavs. Um, you know, not a significant win, not a significant loss, doesn't really matter. I actually thought the bigger story than the Anthony Davis return was the just awful, sad passing of freshman Kentucky basketball player Terrence Clark. He had just declared for the NBA draft. He was like a high-profile high school kid. Went to Kentucky, you know, had a decent freshman year, played at the beginning, was doing all right. He averaged uh, nine points a game, got injured, and he's probably going to be a second-round pick in the draft this offseason. And he just signed with Clutch Sports. Obviously, that's uh, LeBron's agency. Terrence Clark was in L.A. Thursday driving what police say was a 2021 Hyundai Genesis and went through a red light, middle of the afternoon, went through a red light, struck a truck. After hitting the truck, which which was making a left-hand turn, he hit a street pole and then a brick wall. And uh, the police say he was not wearing his seatbelt properly. And he just, he died. His Apparently, like, his family was out here. And um, one of his former teammates was in the car behind him. And, I mean, it's just an awful, sad story. It actually reminds me of uh, one of my cousins passed away from a car accident. Uh, I don't know, a little, maybe 15 years ago. And he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And, you know. I just, not to put too somber of a mood on this podcast, because again, Mike Florio is real smart and interesting. All I'll say is, guys, please wear your seatbelts. It's got to be the number one thing when you get in the car. It, it Life is so valuable. Matter of fact, I had a really fun night, Thursday night, went out with some buddies, shooting the stuff, talking sports, talking investments, talking kids, talking dad life. A couple of the dads listen to the podcast And you just kind of cherish these moments, you know? You really have to. And I I feel gutted for this kid's family. I mean, 19 years old, his whole life in front of him wasn't wearing a seatbelt and is gone. And, uh, you know, prayers out to his family. Uh, I I can't imagine what they're going through. It's absolutely brutal. So um, that'll do it for the NBA and um, let's get to our interview with Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of General Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day, but let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, welcome into Straight Fire, a a legend in the football media space. You know, we've had Peter King on, more traditional media. This guy started his own shop, and you know, as a guy who started the big lead, I love an entrepreneur, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. How are you, Mike? Jason, I'm doing great. How are you? It's great to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I, I, I feel like the last time I saw you, I didn't go to the Combine in 20, what, 19? No, 2020 Combine. I wasn't there, but I think I saw you at the Super Bowl a couple years prior to that. Um, how have you held up this last year? It has been a challenging year for a variety of reasons, as it has been for everyone. Yeah. My wife has both parents still alive and they're older. So we spent a lot of time worried about them getting sick. And my wife spent a lot of time making sure they were properly taken care of, that they had food, that they had meals, that they could leave their home at the absolute minimum. And then once the vaccines became available, we were and continue to be very aggressive about getting our friends and family to go get the vaccination so we can start to push toward normalcy. But my day in and day out life, I'm pretty much a hermit anyway, Jason. I work at home. I rarely leave the house. Even when things were normal, 
There would be periods of time like during free agency, prior to the draft, during the season. I maybe get out of the house once per week. So right now I, I, I go down our hill and go to the grocery store or go get my hair cut or run to the bank. I do that about once a week just to stay sane. But uh, other than that, my life has been no different. In fact, this past season, I was more productive than ever before because I did all of my NBC duties from home. So I picked up, as I was telling you before we got started, 15 hours a week that I ordinarily would have been traveling. I was able to do other things and it made me far more productive this year than I'd ever been. Efficiency is a beautiful thing, huh? Uh, It's amazing. And it's taught people that they're, there can be other ways of doing things that don't entail physical presence all the time. And moving forward, if we are back to normal or something close to normal this season, I anticipate I won't be going to Connecticut to the NBC Sports main studio every single week. And my output will improve and, and, and everything overall will be better because of it. Yeah, the product doesn't decline just because you're not in the studio. I mean, it's uh, the only thing you really miss is the camaraderie before, after, uh, maybe if you're traveling with someone, you're right. That's all that's missing here. Your content is still phenomenal. Well, and you're right. The camaraderie is a big part of it. And I think that's why I would still hope to get up there on a regular basis, but it doesn't have to be that nonstop grind. I mean, I've been doing it since 2010. And this was the first year that I didn't go up every week. But and and trust me, this is the ultimate first world problem. I'm not complaining yeah. about it. But it does put you in a completely different existence where you get to Saturday. And that means pack up your stuff and leave. And it's work, 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 work. And it's all day Sunday. And then Monday, you're exhausted. and It's travel back and you get home and it's just keep going. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot easier when you don't have to throw that travel back and forth. The stress, the strain, the time, everything. It just makes you so much fresher and you don't feel worn down when the season ends. Let me ask how how it's been for you in working with sources around the league. Obviously, listen, you can text people. I don't know if you FaceTime folks. Calls still happen. But have you seen a noted difference at all in the la- this offseason in regard to uh, player movement, draft scuttlebutt, all that fun stuff? Yeah, I, I still communicate the way that I always have. And text message for me is the most efficient. You know, when you're creating content, and you know this, you need to have time where you can sit at your keyboard and create content. And the more time you spend on the phone is less time you have available to create content. So I try to be extremely efficient when it comes to my interpersonal communications. And I'm not not rude about it. It's just, hey, I'd rather text somebody than talk because then you play phone tag and then you get caught up in a conversation. And the next thing you know, you you get into a, a fun chat and it's 20 minutes later and you start thinking, you know, I've got, I've got a conveyor belt full of chocolates to make an incredibly not timely reference that is rolling. And I got to get back and scoop those chocolates up because when you do create content, you get an audience that expects more content. So that's the balance. So that hasn't changed. Really nothing has changed, but for the fact that I didn't travel and haven't gone anywhere since the scouting combine of February, 2020. Yeah, I want to quickly zoom out on the league. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, Tom, Tom Brady and the Bucks, they could go undefeated. Uh, this draft is huge, 49ers. I kind of want to start a little off the board here with Bill Belichick and such an uncharacteristic offseason for the Patriots. And, you know, obviously the Brady-Belichick breakup was fun. And, oh, yeah, Brady won the breakup. And, you know, now every single player is back for the Bucks. 
I'm just curious where you see the, uh, you know, the the near-term future for Bill Belichick and the Patriots because it seems like the Bills are the class of that division again. The Miami Dolphins are on the come up. The Jets are starting over new coach, as usual. Um, I just don't know what to make of the Patriots and whether or not Belichick has one more Super Bowl run in him. Well, I was so fascinated by the way they handled free agency, and I thought what they would do is wait and buy up players at a cheaper value after the first few days of free agency play out. But because there wasn't that usual ultra splurge right out of the gates, they really didn't have to wait. I think they were very surgical in their tampering and everyone tampers. I think ahead of time, they made sure the agents of the players they were targeting knew this is the offer. It's only going to be there for a limited period of time. Once Monday at noon, Eastern rolls around and the official window opens for exchanging offers. And if you don't want it, we got somebody else we're moving on to. So let me know, do you want it? Do you want it or not? And I think that's why they came out of the gates with so many deals that weren't your typical ridiculous first day of free agency contracts. They were all reasonable, fair, appropriate. They burned up that cap money they had. And it told me they are definitely in win now mode. And, you know, last year with their struggles, you would think they were three and 13. Seven <laughs> and nine was still pretty good given that they had not nearly the talent they've had in past years. So they go about strategically trying to replenish the talent, address the flaws they've had both in drafting and developing young players. Cause I think development is a big part of it that gets overlooked because it's not like they're drafting guys who don't belong in the NFL. They're drafting guys that maybe they shouldn't, but somebody else was going to draft them. They're failing to develop them as well. So you bring in veterans who know what they're doing. And I think they have a real urgency, even though they'd never admit it to try to get back to elite level and they've got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers coming to town this year. They're aware of that. <laughs> they, they want to beat him. They want to beat the Bills. They want to be back in that conversation of among the best teams in the NFL. And they're doing what they can to get there. And I, I, I love it because we've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. And however it plays out, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and you know around the league that every team, coach, GM is just looking to stick it to Belichick. I mean, two decades of dominance. I, I know some people think this is probably a playoff team, but... Mike, that AFC is so stacked compared to the NFC. I, I, I just don't see the Patriots being able to pull this off, especially with Cam Newton under center, unless something crazy happens, Mac Jones comes in, or uh, I don't know if you're hearing that, like Trey Lance or whatever, but um, it just doesn't feel like a playoff team to me. Jason, what I hear is they love Cam Newton. And last oh. year, they really didn't get a fair opportunity to see what Cam Newton could do. Early in the year, Cam Newton was doing pretty well with the Patriots. Then he gets COVID right before they're going to play the Chiefs. And they still almost beat the Chiefs, even without Cam Newton. I think that that COVID diagnosis affected him in ways that maybe he won't fully appreciate for time to come. I remember he was asked at one point on the radio, I think it was WEEI, whether he's suffering brain fog as a result of the COVID diagnosis. And he denied it. But I think that something wasn't right after that. And we're still learning what it means to have it and how it lingers. I just think it threw everything off the rails for the Patriots last year. I think they, they brought him back with the intent that he's going to be the guy. And because they have this win now vibe, I'd be very surprised. I know there's a thought that they'll trade up and try to get a quarterback. I'd be very surprised if they do it because I think they want to see how far Cam Newton can take them year two opportunity to be there for the full offseason program, training camp, play some in the preseason, know the offense better, and have better weapons. That's the yeah. key. He's got better weapons. Let's, so let's last year may be the aberration. This year yeah. may be the start of a very good trend for Newton and the Patriots. We'll see. 
I, I want to go to the Dallas Cowboys because you know how these TV radio things work. Hey, play the hits. Everybody loves the Cowboys. Mike, the reality is they haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. Um, I, I This love for Dak, let's give him 40 mil, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Are we, do, do we pay too much attention to the Cowboys when it's been really a generation since they've been good? Yes, we do. Okay, we do. And, I just needed to hear that. Yeah, we do. And And it's been 25 years, not just since they've won a Super Bowl. It's 25 years since they've even played in the game to get to the Super Bowl. Washington, Detroit, and Dallas, the only three teams in the NFC that haven't played in an NFC championship game since 1995. It was Washington versus Detroit, actually, in 1991 in the NFC championship. But for all the hype, the production isn't there. And I think every year, you know, I, I always advocate for teams, do what you can to lower expectations. Try to get the bar to be set in a spot where you're destined to overachieve. The Cowboys every year, and it's that Jerry Jones hype machine, he shoves the bar up as high as he can, and it seems like far more often than not, they fail to live up to their expectations. Look at last year, what a disaster it was defensively. And now the same staff, the same coach, the same front office that brought us the Mike Nolan debacle has fixed everything with the hiring of Dan Quinn. I'll believe it when I see it. And they've got a long way to go to be among the best teams in the NFC, they can't even win their division. And their division had a team with a losing record that finished yeah. in first place. Oh, but come on, Dan Quinn. He had such a good defense in Atlanta the last, um, I don't know, five years. I mean, <laughs> all this excitement over Quinn and Keanu Neal. I mean, Mike, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't go in on the Cowboys. They do drive ratings every, you know, when they're on the Sunday uh, primetime slot or the afternoon slot, they, they do generate massive numbers. I just... My theory has always been that Dallas came of age in the mid-90s when the internet started to take off and, you know, 24-hour cable news was huge and that just drove a boom, but I, I don't see it right now. And Jason, I'll go back even farther than that. I do not know how old you are, but I discovered football in the early 1970s and that was when they became America's team. They were one mm. of the teams that that was highly relevant and you didn't get many games on TV back then. And the Cowboys always seemed to be one of those teams. And there was always something about the old stadium they played in. It was the way the lights would shine off of the helmets and the uniforms. Every game played there felt like a much bigger deal than it otherwise would have been. And there was just a magic. There was a sizzle. And that stayed with the Cowboys, even through the eighties when they weren't dominant from the moment that Dwight Clark, jumped up over Everson Walls and uh, caught that pass, and the 49ers became the 49ers, and the Cowboys faded behind the likes of the Giants and Washington. They were still very relevant, and then they get it back together, and they've ridden that for 30 years, even though for, as you said, 25 of it, what what have they really been? They went 13 years at one point between playoff wins. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I didn't realize 13 years between playoffs. So what does this mean for Jerry Jones? At I, I know he's like, you know, it's tough to tell a billionaire, hey, you need to fall back and, you know, let some younger people handle things. I mean, you can't, he's not going to deal with that well, right? I he mean, he's wants Dak Prescott. No, he right? wants to win a Super Bowl with the team he built. He made that decision after Bill Parcells resigned the job following the 2006 season. Because what would happen is, there was a cycle that Jerry Jones was riding for a while. And, you know, Jimmy Johnson builds a great team and Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson can't coexist. So out goes yeah. Jimmy. And then the team goes the other way. <laughs> and then he goes and gets Bill Parcells eventually after it bottoms out and Parcells helps him build it back up. But Parcells gets the credit after Parcells, 
I believe that's when Jerry Jones made the decision, it's going to be me. I'd rather be a second-tier team that I built than a Super Bowl winner that someone else built. And, and that's been that impetus. And it's been year after year, season after season. And as he gets older, he's joked about it. As he gets older, how many more of these shots does he have? And it feels like every year there's a greater sense of urgency because every year could be the last year that he's the guy who actually runs the team. And he's not giving up the reins anytime soon. And uh, he desperately wants to get that fourth Super Bowl trophy. And more importantly, the first one that he can claim full responsibility for. Yeah. Credit. That's a big, uh, big running joke in my family. Uh, so four months to the season, it's again, a lot can happen at the draft. Um, do you think the Cowboys are the class of the NFC East? No, I think that Washington is. I think they've mm. quietly addressed their weaknesses, improved their team. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback in the <laughs> draft. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Now yeah. that you've, when you have Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Washington roster and Andy Dalton on the Bears roster and the Bears are at 19 and Washington's at 20, it's not as obvious that they're in the quarterback market, which makes it easier to either have one fall to you or you can trade up a few spots and get one. I'll be curious to see if they try to make a move. There's been some talk that maybe they will. But between adding Curtis Samuel at receiver, and they also added Adam Humphreys at receiver, they have William Jackson the third at corner. That defense is getting better. They've got Chase Young, who was awesome last year. They've got a good offensive line and a good young running back in Antonio Gibson. I, I think they're the best team in the NFC, but it's that hype machine. NFC East, not NFC. Don't, let's not go crazy yet. Yeah, yeah. NFC East. <laughs> but uh, it's that Dallas hype machine that makes them the betting favorite to win the division because people – always want to bet on the Cowboys because we, we swallow the hook when Jerry Jones puts the bait on it. So you've watched Ryan Fitzpatrick as I have, and I feel, Mike, I don't have data to back this up. He shows really well one year. Everybody gets excited about his potential, and then he turns into a pumpkin the following yes. year. I, yes. I know this because it was with my Jets, and they bet on him, and it was a spectacular failure, and I have a bad feeling it doesn't work out for him in Washington. Although he was good last year in Miami. He was better than Tua. When I think of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think of that toggle switch on a guitar that goes rhythm and treble, but it goes Fitz magic and Fitz tragic. And whenever you think it's locked in one way, it goes the other way. And we saw it. We saw it in Tampa when Jameis Winston was suspended. He was playing so well those first few games. We thought, hey, no, Jameis Winston's going to lose his job. And the moment you buy in completely to Ryan Fitzpatrick is the moment he breaks your heart. And then he disappears. You forget about him. You overlook him. You disregard him. Like that game, I think it was early on a Thursday night, Dolphins against Bengals. And Joe Burrow had looked pretty good. And the Bengals, mm -hmm. oh, the Bengals should win this game. And the Dolphins just came out. And Ryan Fitzpatrick looks awesome in that game. Yeah. When you overlook him, he finds a way to play like one of the all-time greats. And then when you think, hey, this guy's pretty good. He's underrated. He's underappreciated. He, he lays an egg. And yeah. that cycle just continues. And that, that's why I think if they have a young quarterback on the roster, he won't start all 17 games. And, and even – even with the guys they have, there's a chance he hits a rough spot that mm. says, okay, we're going to go with Kyle Allen. We're going to go with Taylor Heineke. We need to do something different because our starter's in a rut. Yeah, that's a tough spot. Let's stick with quarterbacks for a second. And I, uh, you know, Mike, I'm going to confess, I've struggled to talk about the Deshaun Watson situation on the podcast simply because we don't know enough information. I, I, I know there's a lot of Stuff out there, 22 women. Jason, how's that not enough info? I don't know, man. We just saw the Aaron Donald one, Mike, where some guy comes out with a shut eye and says, Aaron Donald beat me up, and everybody says, Aaron Donald, is he going to get suspended? And then the video says, no, Aaron Donald 
was a peacemaker. I, I know that's not an apples to apples with Watson, but how are you handling it on, on pro football talk? Are you guys doing a lot of it or not really? We're doing a lot of it because people want to know about it. And Jason, I practiced law 18 years, so it puts me in a position where I can understand what this all means, where it's all going, where it maybe should go. I can interject my opinions into the process, help people understand what it means when one of the lawyers says something publicly, trying your case in the court of public opinion versus trying your case in a court of law. And I said fairly early on because no one's going to know what happened on those 22 occasions because there isn't video that's ever going to become available like it was with Aaron Donald. And from the get-go with Aaron Donald, I said, well, hey, look, in this day and age, we're all big brother. We're all carrying around the cell phone. There's gonna be video. There's gonna be surveillance video potentially, and there was, that's gonna show us what happened. With Deshaun Watson, that's off the table. Eventually it's gonna come down to, he said, she said 22 times over. And I tried enough cases during my legal career to know this. You never know what's going to happen. Every jury's different. Every jury is composed of individuals who come together and create their own organism. Some are going to be receptive. Some aren't. Some of the plaintiffs are going to be more persuasive when they speak. Some aren't. Deshaun Watson, if he has to testify 22 times, maybe some days he's going to do well. Other days he's not. You're not going to be able to reasonably say X number of plaintiffs will lose, X number will win. So my position has been for weeks now that the best thing Deshaun Watson can do for himself and for the individuals who have made these claims is set up a mediation session. It's an informal process where you get ideally a retired judge who has gravitas and it creates kind of a quasi day in court so people feel like they were heard and they're satisfied and you work out settlements in these cases, settlements that the individuals involved who are making the allegations will believe it's a fair payment for what they experienced. And what they claim they experienced and what they actually experienced, maybe it's the same thing, maybe it's a little bit different, we don't know. But I think bringing everyone together in that setting, and I think that's what needs to happen for Deshaun Watson's career, have your reckoning, make good with the individuals so they feel like they got their brand of justice. That's how you resolve this so you can get on with your football career. Because Jason, I'm convinced if he doesn't resolve this by the start of football season, he's at very real risk of being on the commissioner exemplist and not playing this year. And maybe maybe not just this year, but next year as well, if they're not gonna let him back on the field until these cases are resolved, if they go all the way through to 22 verdicts. Now, I I haven't spent any time in court, thank goodness. Um, but I gotta, I gotta be honest. Didn't, didn't these women, some of them, try to have mediation and say, "Hey, um, you know, basically, uh, we would like some money uh, for our troubles." And didn't they try to do this before? And Watson was like, "No, I'm not doing that." And would it, what would it look like now if he did that with 22 women? Well, and it wasn't a formal mediation process. And the one oh. question I don't know the answer to is, when Tony Busby approached. Deshaun Watson's representatives before filing the first lawsuit, Ashley Solis, who later came forward with her name. Mm -hmm. There was an effort to resolve that. And, and even though it's been characterized by Deshaun Watson's lawyer as a money grab or, oh, it's all about money. You say it's not about money. It's all about money. Look, it's perfectly normal and usual and routine for a lawyer who has a client who has a claim that can be made in court to contact the defendant, the potential defendant ahead of time and give that person a chance to resolve the case before the lawsuit is filed. 
And when Rusty Harden a couple of weeks ago released emails that were exchanged with Deshaun Watson's representatives, I read them. I said, yeah, there's nothing untoward here. There's nothing improper here. This is an extortion. This is how it works. We have a claim. We're going to file the claim. We want to give you an opportunity to resolve that claim before we do it. And from the plaintiff's perspective, there's value in that. Your life doesn't get turned upside down. You don't have to go through this process of worry and stress. And what are they going to say about me on social media? And what are my neighbors going to say about me? And am I going to have trouble sleeping at night worrying about testifying? No, you resolve it. You have your sense of justice and you move forward. And Jason, to break it down to the, the, the most simple nub that I can as to what went wrong here. When Tony Busby asked for $100,000 from Deshaun Watson on behalf of Ashley Solis as an opening settlement demand, and the response was essentially, we don't like your number, give us a new one. That was a breach of the basic negotiation etiquette that applies in legal cases, they should have offered something, 5,000, 10,000, whatever, continue the discussion. Because I think Tony Busby would have taken between 50 and 75,000. And the thing that I'll never know the answer to, would there have been plaintiff number two, three, four, all the way to 22, if they had resolved the case as to plaintiff number one? Because at some point they pissed off Tony Busby and he was motivated to go find more people. So uh, Mike, the the obvious question, and I'm gonna put aside the idea that a quarterback needed 20 different women to massage him over like a- Or 40, 40. 40, yes. The the 18 say, hey, he's he's fine. Um, If he, if someone, if they came to him and said, hey, $100,000, let's settle this. Watson said, I did nothing. We can't do that. That's crazy. Does that, to the perception from the outsiders, everybody reading it on the internet, well, he could have just settled this for $100,000. Maybe he didn't do anything. Well, he could have settled it for a lot less than $100,000. Again, $100,000 was the opener. They had room to move. You never lead Mm. with your bottom line. Right. And one of the emails from the individual at Athletes First who was communicating with Busby on behalf of Watson, basically said there would be value in Deshaun learning a lesson here. And and what you have to ask yourself, and I went through this all the time on behalf of defendants I represented and plaintiffs I represented. When you set aside the personal frustration and acrimony, and look, anytime you're sued, you get upset, you get pissed off, you don't like it. It It turns your life upside down. If you can set that aside, and you can be very analytical about it. What you can say is, okay, they asked for 100,000. They'd probably take between 50 and 75,000. How much am I gonna spend to defend myself, start to finish, even if I win? Even if the verdict comes back in favor of me, how much money am I gonna spend? And I'll tell you something, I don't know anything about the legal fees in Houston. I got a pretty good feeling he would have spent a lot more than that 50 to 75,000 to get a successful outcome if it was just one. Now with 22, it's gonna be a hell of a lot more than that 50 to 75. So there's a point where, and this is where you need to have good advice. And I think Deshaun Watson was a victim of the fact that his reputation is so pristine and stellar. They set up an echo chamber around him. Oh, there's no way he's not capable of this. Look, at some point you gotta set that aside and say, we got somebody who's ready to sue us. Doesn't matter whether he did it or not. We need to have, creativity of imagination to understand how this is going to play out if we don't settle the case. And it doesn't take a lot of imagination for someone who's an experienced lawyer to know what comes next. Mm. If you say in response to a $100,000 opening demand, thank you, no thank you, see you in court. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, 
That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. Uh, But the Bartesian cocktail maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, let's quickly uh, wrap up with some draft stuff. Mike, obviously the biggest question is 49ers at three. You got Schefter coming out and saying it's Mac Jones and backpedaling a little bit. You have Mike Lombardi, whatever you think about him. He's saying it's going to be Trey Lance. 
Um, anybody who watched an ounce of college football says it's got to be Justin Fields. Uh, where do you weigh in on this? And given your history with Kyle Shanahan? Well, I do a show every weekday morning on Peacock, and then it's on NBCSN with Chris Sims four days a week, typically yep. Peter King on Fridays. Chris has known Kyle Shanahan for years. Chris contends that Kyle Shanahan does not tell him anything because Chris is a big mouth. And I can confirm that Chris is a big mouth. But Chris has been around Kyle long enough to know what Kyle's looking for. They, they didn't trade the 12th overall pick and two first-round picks and a third-round pick for the third overall pick. I mean, you're ultimately investing three first-round picks and a third-round pick for a player. You're not acquiring that spot without having a pretty damn good idea what player that you'll want. And Sims has been convinced from day one that it's Mac Jones. The betting markets have been all over the place. It was Lance, yeah. then it was Jones, then it was Fields, now it's Jones again. I think it's going to be Jones. I think Kyle Shanahan knows it's Jones. They've got no reason to tell us. And, and also, the cynical side of me says ESPN and NFL Network are going to want to create as much uncertainty as possible. Oh, so we certainly. tune in next Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern to find out who the pick is. Because we already know one and two. Yes. If we know three, the draft doesn't get relevant to Atlanta at four. Yeah. I, I don't Where are you on Trey Lance, by the way? 20 years old. I think he has 16 starts in his career. Maybe 17. And... Um, uh, this idea that he could go in and start versus being a developmental guy behind someone in Denver, someone in San Fran. W where are you on Trey Lance? Well, it's, it's very simple to me. He clearly is one of the top quarterbacks in this draft class. We wouldn't be talking about him going as high as number three, possibly four to the Falcons if he wasn't. What every team has to ask itself, when you have that opportunity, when you have earned through crappy football or good trades, <laughs> when you've earned the opportunity to get that guy who can be a franchise quarterback. And we've seen more and more of the young quarterbacks come into the NFL and play well right away. When you know that if you get that guy who potentially becomes a shortlist franchise quarterback, you're going to have him 10 years, 15 years, maybe 20 years, like Tom Brady was in New England. When you look at the Falcons, 2008, Matt Ryan, new face of the franchise after the Mike Vick, Bobby Petrino debacle. Matt Ryan's still there. You get that position taken care of, you're going to have a contending relevant team for a long time. So it all comes down to what the coaching staff thinks of the guy, what the front office thinks of the guy, but he's clearly in the conversation. And if you get a franchise quarterback, you are set for a long time to come. And I think there's, there's every reason. And I think it's one of the reasons why we're looking one, two, three quarterback this year, maybe one, two, three, four quarterbacks off the board. You get that young quarterback. Who's the guy. You don't have to worry about the quarterback position for a long time. Yeah. My Jets, uh, zero franchise quarterbacks. And no, I'm not counting Chad Pennington and Ken O'Brien. I agree um, with you. All right. no, nonsense, Joe <laughs> Namath. Right? right? Yeah, let me, you're you're going to like this final question. Devonta Smith, uh, they, they finally got his uh, weight from when he had to go to Indy. And I believe it was 166 pounds. Uh, there's some stuff out there about how Bill Belichick has never drafted someone under, I think it was like 180 or 190. Um and he was kind of scoffing at a guy, uh, I don't know, six or seven years ago, Dexter McCullister coming out of Ole Miss. And it's like 166, Mike? Like, I never thought this the top 10 stuff was real. But I just, 166 pounds, he's getting broken if he comes across the middle against a safety. Is he not? Well, in this day and age, it's not like it was. Because you can go, you go across the middle, you don't get hit like you used to get hit. Watch oh, any of the right, old YouTube games you from the 80s or 90s, and they're out there. <laughs> the brutality... 
the brutality. If you just if you immediately rewind to 1985 and watch a game, it is stunning to see the way that that receivers got got hit with helmets and driven into the ground and they popped up and they kept going. It, it really is amazing to see it in comparison to today's standards. I, I don't know what weight is too light. I also would love to know two things. When he went to Indianapolis, did he know he was going to get weighed? Because maybe you eat a whole pizza and drink a gallon of water before you show up, if you know. So he's 160. Seriously. Seriously. But no, I'm saying if, if he didn't know, if he did know, he'd be 170 again. I, maybe he went to Indy and he didn't know he was going to be weighed. And secondly, did he resist at all getting on the scale? Because he'd avoided the scale and he, wasn't, he didn't do it at the Senior Bowl. I just wonder if they kind of caught him by surprise when he went for a medical. I, if I'm him, I'd be a little pissed off. I, I went for a doctor's visit so they could check out my finger and they did the basic routine stuff, blood pressure, temperature, the, get on the scale, see how hot. Uh, he, he probably had no idea that that was ever going to show up anywhere. Yeah. That's just kind of my, it. it, it's you, fun thinking who? about that because it definitely hurts his perception. It definitely yeah. does. I don't. I, I didn't see who actually broke that story. Do you know who who had? I think it, it was Albert or? Breer. I think it was oh, Albert Breer. Yeah, poor Breer. Um, so actually, they, it, that just got me thinking, Mike. So let's say you know uh, you're going to hire somebody over at NBC, and um, you know you you're on the interior staff, and you're like, yeah, we like this guy, and he won't give you one piece of information that's kind of important when you're uh, investing millions of dollars in the guy. Are you a little hesitant in some way, shape, or form? Well, you are, but you understand why he's hesitant. He's hesitant because once the number's out there, then it does become something that can work against him in a showdown with Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle, his Alabama teammate. And I think Waddle and Chase will both go before Devontae Smith. So yes. you strategically keep your mouth shut because you don't want that piece out there. Because what happens is people reside in their fears when it's time to draft. So if you're the Dolphins and you're picking between Waddle and Smith – well, if you pick Smith and he gets injured or he has trouble getting off the line of scrimmage or whatever the case may be, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so, he's too light. You're not going to have that with Chase or Waddle. And I think that that becomes the thing that can fuel a slide. And for the player, every spot is a significant loss in total value over the first four years of his career. So he's got every reason to, to try to keep that quiet so it doesn't justify a team saying we're going to go in a different direction. But don't you think at the same time falling would be good for him because he's avoiding the terrible franchises that are always picking in the top 10, often with bad front offices, bad quarterbacks, uncertain coaching uh, situations. He falls to like 20, 21, 22. That's probably a better scenario, is it not? It is for that reason, Jason. And there's another reason that I find fascinating with receivers being the first receiver taken in any given year prevents you from having a chip on your shoulder about not being the first receiver taken and sliding all the way to round two. That's the, the Michael Thomas effect mm. where I think he was motivated by landing where he did behind so many receivers and bad receivers who were taken boom, 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 one after another by Washington, Minnesota and Houston in 2016 that motivation becomes the, the driving force for everything you achieve in your career. I think Chase Claypool experienced that last year when he fell around too. So even though it hurts you short-term from an earning standpoint, yeah. I think that slap in the face in a very significant public setting, 
I've been waiting my whole life to be drafted. This is the culmination of my life to this point. The difference between being the first guy and you kind of feel like, hey, I've made it. And the guy who goes a lot later than he thought and gets pissed off and says, I'm going to prove everybody wrong for the rest of my career. That's a valuable motivation that I think a lot of receivers have profited from. That's a great point. And it goes to quarterbacks too. I mean, really, uh, I think it was the ringer looked at the top best quarterbacks in the last 15 years taken in the top five. And there is a lot of bad quarterbacking that has gone in the top five. Meanwhile, it's guys who have slid a little bit, a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, um, you know, obviously dating back to Russell Wilson, hell, even Dak Prescott, guys that fall, it usually ends up better for them in some way, shape or form. Now, you know, we're playing armchair psychologist here, but I think you're onto something with that, Mike. Well, you develop without pressure, you develop without expectation and you reduce the chance that you exhale that you professionally exhale and you lose your motivation. And it used to be worse, Jason, before 2011, the windfall that the guys at the very top of the draft got, it, it, you had a huge cap number, a huge financial commitment, and a real chance that you had a guy that was never going to listen to anybody because what are you going to do, cut me? And he comes in there like a Ryan Leaf. And, to Marcus Russell. And ends up being a huge problem. And that's one of the reasons between Leaf and Russell that they got rid of that. But that, that was part of the risk. Can we trust a guy who has so much money that it no longer matters what he does. And some guys don't love football enough to just say, hey, I made it, I'm here, I've won, and I'm going to enjoy my life now. Great stuff. Uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, NBC, Peacock. I mean, he's everywhere. This is what the great ones do. Mike, congrats on all your success, man, and thanks a lot for taking the time. Appreciate you, Jason. Great talking to you again. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything, even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. 
Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.